Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right. Hey there, Crossway. I hope you guys are doing good. This is Chris Birch. And Anson Tebow. And uh, we are really excited to dive into this episode. We're doing a character study here of Adam and Eve uh, that I hope is going to be really informative and just give you that kind of extra step up. So when you go into Sunday's sermon uh, with Dave and Jake here, uh, you'll have a little more kind of extra knowledge, maybe a little more background, um, and just kind of maybe get you thinking about uh, the first few chapters of Genesis. And uh, yeah, it just keeps you a little bit more informed, and it should be really good. So yeah, what's Dave talking about on Sunday? Yeah, Dave is uh, at our Nashville campuses, and then Jake's going to be at our, our Milford campus, um, but he's going to be talking a lot about this with God versus without God life. This idea of, hey, we're Adam and Eve, they were living with God. In Genesis was Genesis 1 and 2, they were they were in the Garden of Eden, they were with God. And then in Genesis 3, when sin came into the world, they were with they, they started living this, hey, I'm gonna try to take control and live live without God life. And and he's gonna sort of look into that. And one of the one of the key things he's gonna look into is this idea of like, I'm grasping, I'm trying to control my life. And that is one key characteristic of saying, hey, I'm going to live without God is say, I'm going to try to control everything. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the like key components here to really think about is just like, imagine actually being like physically with God, mm. like yeah, in person, walking through the garden with him, like chatting about the <laughs> Super Bowl, things like that, you know, like just it's crazy to think about because I, I don't think that we I think sin has ruined that for us. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's ruined a little bit of our uh, ability to say, hey, God is right here with me. Exactly. Yeah. Like we have the Holy Spirit, but sometimes yes. we can be sitting in our in ourselves and being like, hey, where is God? Where right. is he? Right. Whereas Adam and Eve, I mean, they're in the Garden of Eden with yeah. God, like this a big idea of with, like with God. And now we have this ability to be with the Holy Spirit, um, it w- which is which is incredible. Like it, I mean, Jesus said it is better for me to go away for the Holy Spirit to come, but it, it it's it's different too yeah. of than than the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And we see in Genesis Genesis 1 um, where it all begins of of them being with God. I mean, we see humans, Adam and Eve being the the penultimate, the the greatest creation of God that after day 6 where he creates humans and says, "It is very good." That it is very good for humans to be here that I created humans um, and they are greater than anything else I've I've created. And he says this in Genesis 1, 26. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And I think one of the things that still blows my mind is this idea of being made in the image of God, in the image and likeness of God. Now, like I look at myself and I see all my insecurities, all my flaws, whether it be physically, whether it be personality wise, whether it be the actions I take or, or all of these things. But then to think that God made me in his image, in likeness, not only physically, but, but relationally, spiritually, like we are in his image and likeness. 
And it gives me this completely different look on my life, how I view myself. If I'm feeling insecure, if I'm feeling down, whatever it may be, I can look and say, God made me in his image, as well as the fact of, hey, I can look to the people I see at church. I can look to the people I see as I'm shopping. I can look to the people I see as I'm, as I'm walking around downtown and say, they are made in the image of God. Yeah, I think um, growing up, it was always one of those things where it's like, you you know, you're made in the image of God. And for whatever reason, I was always like, okay, so God has two eyes because I have two <laughs> eyes, right? And I, every time I see it, there's just a heads up, guys, there's going to be a lot of office references maybe in this pocket. <laughs> but I always think of, you know, when Creed goes like two ears, a nose, yes. a mouth, yeah. I can just describe to you the Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> right? And like, that's what I always thought. I was like, oh, God's there going like, I have two eyes, so I'm going to give them two eyes. I have two ears, going to give them two ears. And that's yeah. always what I kind of thought, like you were created in the image of God. But um, as I read... Uh, you know, the Bible more, and then um, Tolkien actually did a really good job of kind of explaining this, but like, uh, you, it's not just like, you look like God, but it's, you have his attributes, Mm. right? So God loves to create, like, look Mm. what he did, stars, Mm. oceans, big, cool rocks, Mount Everest, like, (laughs) you know, earth, and then animals, plants, like, it's incredible what he created, and we too love to create and Mm. build and work with our hands, and like, God is very generous. We love being generous as well. Mm. Uh, we love being with people in community, right? It says, like, let us make man in our likeness. Like, God is three people, right? Mm. And he did the same with us. And, like, we like to be with people in community. Um, and, yeah, so it kind of took a while for me to kind of just, like, wrap my head around, like, more than just, yeah. oh, you don't, you know, you're more than just, like, two ears, a mouth, <laughs> a nose. Yeah, um, because that's what we that's what we jump to when we read that is, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm um, the physical attributes yes. are the easier to grasp yes, on. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and, but it's so, so powerful um, just to think, hey, I'm made in the image of God. Chris is made in the image of God. You are yes. made in the image of God, not only physically, but relationally. You have attributes of God. And, and now we, God is, is working in us to redeem those attributes to be for him and for his glory and, and in these ways because of what happens in Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve, this, this monumental thing that they're probably most known for is this Genesis three saying, Hey, I'm going to go and eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because I want to be like God. And we see the serpent sneakily, sneakily asking these questions to sort of say, Hey, did God really say that? Did, did God really say, Hey, you can't eat from this tree and, and sort of bringing in these questions of say, Hey, God might not have said this, so I'm going to take it. While they fully know that God said not to eat of this tree. And it was this idea of saying, hey, I'm going to take control. Like they take control and say, I want to be like God, so I'm going to eat of this tree, even though I know God asked me not to. And that's the start of the without God. And that's the start of the without God life that Dave's going to talk and really dive into this week that, that we now live in this broken world. Like it doesn't just say that it, that it brought sin into our own lives, but it it broke and it, and it altered and it changed the fabrics of, of the earth and the world. Right. Um, And now we, we have to deal with those things. But the biggest thing that sin did the biggest thing that sin did is it created this this break, this this challenge between the relationship we have with God. Like we were with God, and it created this 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 
chasm in between us and God. This, yep. this challenge to say, hey, we, we no longer are able to have the same relationship with God because we decided, hey, we're going to try to be our own gods. And now we're sort of living in that, in that space of, of continuing to try to, to be with God. And thank goodness that in Genesis 3, it, it gives this, this is prelude to the gospel where it says, Genesis 3.15 says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This perfect look and, and um, prophecy towards the gospel of Jesus coming down. And I think one of the things that Dave's going to talk about this weekend is um, Romans 5, 12 through 15, which talks all about this idea that sin entered through one man, meaning the choice of Adam to take and eat of the fruit, to deliberately disobey and go against what God asked them to brought sin into the world. But then it continues on in Romans 5 to talk about, well, grace and love and, and, and justice and all of this came through another man that man being Jesus, who some refer to as the second Adam. Mm-hmm. Some refer to as the second Adam because he is the one who came and he bore the penalty. He took all of that pain, all of that shame, all of that from that we deserve. Right. One of these things, I preached a sermon a, a while back and, and the title of the sermon was Jesus in my place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful way in four words to, to give a broad overview of the gospel that I deserved to go to that cross. I deserve, because of my sin, because of sin being brought into the world by Adam, I deserve to go to that cross. But yet, but in Jesus' great mercy, Ephesians 2, but God in his great mercy brought grace and, right. and paid for that penalty so that the greatest thing that sin brought into the world was this breakage of relationship with God. And Jesus comes and says, I'm going to pay this so that you may be in relationship with me. Yeah, it's awesome. It's incredible how, yeah, God kind of, I don't know if he knew, you know, there's a whole other theology thing. I don't <laughs> know if he knew what was going to happen or if he came up with the plan like right away. But uh, in his infinite wisdom, you know, we can rest assured that there is a good plan and uh, we are part of it. Now, I have a weird question. All right. Adam and Eve have a Facebook, all right? <laughs> kind of what's on their Facebook? Just so we can get to know them just a tiny bit more. What are some like stats or, you know, anything like that? Like what yeah. would be on their Facebook profile? Yeah, and their Facebook profile would be would be pretty dope, if, yeah. I'm, if I might add. Right. I mean, 930 years old. That's insane. I Like still craziness to me. We may get into that in a future podcast of say, hey, how, like, did they really live 930 years old? But his Facebook profile, 930 years old, he's able to say on his Facebook profile that they were the first people to be in the garden, the first people to, to ride a horse, the first people right. to yeah, drink yeah. water, the first yeah. people to eat, the first people to do any of this. Like, they have that ability to say that on their Facebook profile. I don't know a bigger flex on other people to right. be like, Hey, Hey, I was the first to do everything that you yeah. are doing. And like, they also can put on, like God gave them dominion over the earth. Like right. they were given dominion over the earth and that can be on their Facebook profile. I mean, um, they had three kids that we know of from scripture. It is presumed that they had more, mm-hmm. but we know of Cain, Abel and Seth, which we'll talk more about in future episodes and in, in, in future sermons. Um, but their Facebook profile would be pretty legit, especially, might I add, if they brought in pictures from at, uh, the Garden of Eden. Oh, right. 
like their Instagram, post? like their Instagram, yeah. like, you know how you can link Facebook and Instagram now, yeah. like you bring in those Facebook or those Instagram posts of the garden of Eden. I mean, I don't know based on description, if there's a more beautiful place until the second Jerusalem come, the new Jerusalem comes right. Like that'd be pretty darn legit. Yeah. That's awesome. So I do have a question. Uh, and I've, I've, I think growing up, I always kind of thought that Adam and Eve were like real. You just read the Bible and it's like, okay, like Bible says that they're real. Two people, Adam, Eve, mm. male, female. Um, but as I get older and you start, re- you know, reading a few yeah. things, um, it kind of could be interpreted maybe a little differently. Maybe it's a little more kind of allegorical. Yeah. So kind of what do we have here for that? Yeah, no. So there's a lot of people who read it um, as, hey, they're real people yeah. and, and and God designed and created them. And that's where the story starts. So there's also some people say, hey, this was an allegorical story to, to sort of bring about the purposes of God, to bring about what God had planned and, and designed. And there's there's people in camps on both sides that, that can can talk with conviction. Right. Um, and, and there's a lot going on um, with it. And you'll hear on Sunday, whether it be Jake or whether it be, um, whether it be Dave at our Nashville campuses, you'll hear them preached as real people. You'll hear them and that they'll be talked as real people. And as we're walking this life with God or without God, you'll, you'll hear, Hey, the, Adam walked with God here and didn't walk with God here. Right. But then there's also people who fall in a different camp. And I think when we come to a, a scenario of this, which Chris and I were just talking before of, hey, this could be like a secondary issue. Right. Like yeah. the gospel is the central part You've of our faith. You've got primary and secondary doctrines. So our primary doctrine would be something like, you know, Jesus is fully man, fully God. He came to earth, yeah. died. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. like primary. Like you kind of, you have to kind of believe in this, <laughs> you know? Um, and then secondary doctrine might be a little more of that fun stuff. Like, all right, Adam and Eve, are they real? real. You know, kind of stuff where like, it, depending on your take, it doesn't necessarily, you know, um, deter you from believing in that primary doctrine. Yeah. And the primary doctrine is is the thing that we as, as believers need to hold on to. Absolutely. Like there's differences in the secondary and things like that. And I think what John Collins, he's an, uh, he's an author and he, he wrote on uh, the Gospel Coalition. Um, he, he writes these four truths that sort of are leaning into and, and trying to say, hey, here's what... F- truths that you can rely on whether you believe they are real people or they are allegorical. And I think they're really profound. The first of those truths is all humans are of one family with a common source and therefore all have an equal share in capacity and dignity. Like it, it speaks to this idea that God created us the common source being God. He created us. Therefore, we all have an equal share in capacity and dignity. That all starts in Genesis 1.26, where he's talking about we created created man in our image and likeness. Like that is where it all starts. We're one family. The second thing um, John Conn says is humans are a special creation of God, a special creation of God. We talked about the day six being very good that God created humans. And that day was the day that he said it was very good, that we are a special creation of God, which means that whatever materials and processes God used, the results go beyond the natural and involve extra help from God. Meaning the creation of human beings was a supernatural act. Whether you believe allegorical or real people, it was a supernatural act that God was, was the driving force behind. He was the one influencing it. And then the point three is sin is an intruder into God's good world that disrupts and defiles lives 
and communities. This talks about the basis of sin, that it is disruptive, that it, it, it defiles, it breaks, it challenges, it makes things more challenging. It honestly, it, it makes our lives so much harder that our, our pure desire is should be to be with God, but yet sin comes in the way. And the fourth point points right to that, where it says all humans share the same predicament, their estrangement from God. That sin puts this estrangement from God. The very basis of sin is that estrangement from God. So when we think about these things, when we think about, hey, Adam and Eve, are they real people or are they allegorical? Like you'll hear Sunday, we're preaching them as real people, but if you believe differently, you can rest in these four truths, that God created us, that he is the source, that humans are special, and then sin came and disrupted it and put this breakage, this, uh, this, this difference between God and, and man. And we can rest in these, in these truths. Yeah. So I, I really like that, that fourth one. You know, all humans share the same predicament, their estrangement from God. And that's what we're going to be talking about on Sunday, right? We've got the with God and then the without God. Adam and Eve, they have the with God and then they experience the without God. And uh, yeah, whether we kind of think Adam and Eve are real people or uh, maybe something in order to help us kind of wrap around our our minds around, um, you know, the understanding of God and how he operates with us. But uh, either way, I am really looking forward to Sunday. I'm really looking forward to kind of the rest of uh, this with God journey that we're going through. And again, like we're we're going through the Life with God book, which is the Richard J. Foster. And then we also have with us the Life with God Bible that's going to kind of help us navigate through the year and kind of fill in some of the spaces that we might not be hearing about on Sunday. So, uh, Anson, thank you so much, man, for uh, for joining today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad to be here and uh, looking forward to this journey over the course of the year. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. See you, Anson. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.